Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. We are so excited to be here with you tonight while we're talking about gratitude amplifying creativity. But before we do that, let's talk about our creative weeks. So, Joy, what did you do? Well, I have enjoyed a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving happens to be my favorite holiday. So um, this year was a little bit different than it has been in the past. We stayed here Uh, And we went to my in-law's house and my sister and her family came to join us here. So usually we go to her and um, she lives in Orange Beach. And so thanks to the destruction of Hurricane Sally, things are a little bit topsy-turvy for her right now. So she's waiting on things to be repaired. So she came over and we just had a great time together. Um, Mm -hmm. For us, Thanksgiving, one of the the best parts of Thanksgiving is just being in the kitchen together, um, you know, sipping on some bubbly things while we cook. And uh, so this year we got to do that with my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. And so that just makes it even more special. So, you know, just making those memories and um, of course, all the food, you know, the food's always fun, (laughs) but it's always, you know, everybody has their favorites and the things that you you know, you expect and you look forward to for Thanksgiving. Um, I love green bean casserole, <laughs> you know, and those Sister Schubert's rolls with lots of butter on them. Oh, they're Damn like girl. the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, those kinds of fun things. So just having lots of fun um, in the kitchen, being creative and knowing that certain things are better made by someone else. <laughs> That's like the running joke in our family. There are certain things that my sister makes, and I've gotten her recipes, and y'all, I follow them to the T, but for whatever reason, I guess she just puts more love in her food than I do, (laughs) because hers, it always tastes better. (laughs) So we knew going into the week, I was like, so Jane, you are going to make the sweet, uh, sweet potato casserole. You have to make that. It's already been declared by everyone (laughs) because I can't do it the way you do. (laughs) So it's stuff like that. So, yay. So tell me about your week. So this week, of course, Thanksgiving, uh, we had a very good time. I've celebrated three times Thanksgiving. Mm. So this is the first year, I think, in a really long time that I've had like three full, (laughs) full celebrations. So, um, we had family time and on Friday we left for a family vacation. We got an Airbnb and we took a little trip and we went into nature. So we didn't do like a lot of public places and that sort of thing. We went to caves and on the top of mountains and things like that. So that is what we did um, as a family, just the four of us. And it was amazing. 
And then on Wednesday, my mom and her family came up and bless her heart, had food like already cooked because we were just getting back in Tuesday night. So on Wednesday, we were tuckered out We drive after driving for all of that time. And then on Saturday, we got to celebrate with Brent's side of the family. So his brother and his brother's family and his mother. And we had uh, kind of thought we had a bonfire and chili and we grilled some hot dogs and stuff. So that happened. We say, all right, this is our creative week. So there has been a lot of creativity and all of that. I think that holidays really spark the creativity anyway like it's just it's part of it I think it's part of the season if anything we'll be inspired to include it in a story that's true exactly even if it goes wrong (laughs) well I always tend to have you know families and food always plays a big role in stories so I think anytime you have a holiday gathering that's gonna help with some story fodder (laughs) oh yeah for sure So in the spirit of Thanksgiving and being thankful and gratitude and all of that, that's where we came up with this topic for tonight. So we can probably all agree this year has been really hard on our creativity, right? Maybe. Can we raise our hands? Uh, That's me for sure. So what we want to do now that we've all recognized the fact that sometimes our creativity has been inhibited, even if it's just been a little moment. Now we want to check our gratitude level. Like where are we on, on giving gratitude on that scale? Like a zero is I'm never giving gratitude ever. And then 10 is like, all I can think about is gratitude. So Can the second, can gratitude influence the first, which is creativity? So can gratitude influence our creativity? That is what Joy and I will explore in this episode. (laughs) That's right. We're going to discuss how gratitude amplifies creativity and share some examples from our own lives about how this is the case for us. Plus, we'll share with you our top 10 thanks lists. (laughs) Try saying that 10 times fast. (laughs) (laughs) Our top 10 thanks list to get us all in the spirit of gratitude attitude. So first off, gratitude calms the soul and stills life's chaos. When we focus only on those to-do lists and all the responsibilities and all the demands on our time and our attention, we have no sight left for others. So we end up getting consumed with an inward obsession and selfishness threatens to do us in and we likely don't even realize it. When we intentionally recognize these chaotic times for what they are and what they can do to us and those around us, we can stop the negativity train in its tracks and replace it with thoughts of gratitude. And so here's the thing about gratitude that I've recognized whenever I've tried to implement it into my life. I can't seem to house negative thoughts and gratitude at the same time. So when the chaos and negativity demand attention, focus on the blessings and try shifting your attitude away from those threatening spiraling thoughts. Because if you're focused on gratitude, those tend to be pushed out of the way. Now, this may feel like a ping pong game for a while, but just like anything else that we're trying to master, this takes practice and with practice, it gets easier. If you recognize the negative thoughts and then combat it with a gratitude, I know it sounds like a, a, um, 
a mixed metaphor or something, right? Because you're talking about combating a negative thought with a good thought. But it's really, it is a fight. It's a fight for our minds. It's a fight for our mindset. And, uh, and, and our biggest weapon is gratitude. So gratitude shifts our focus outward as well, which will guide us to more things to be thankful for. And this also guides us to our next point in our Gratitude Amplifies Creativity exploration. Contentment in our creativity begins with gratitude. So has this trying time caused creative discontent this year? Even if it's just been for a little while, I'm thinking that we may be able to empathize with each other on this level. While some of that may have to do with the many, many plans that went awry in the 2020 dumpster fire, <laughs> it may have quite a bit to do with the need for more gratitude as well. That's true. And when we focus outside of ourselves and allow gratitude to guide us, we will find a calm that leads straight into contentment. Contentment in life, in work, in relationships, and in creativity. Even if each of those aspects of our lives aren't going exactly as we'd like them to go, when you have this attitude of gratitude covering our outlook on life, we will find the joy, we will find the peace, and that is true contentment. Hmm. Yeah, and the thing about gratitude is that it makes us look outside of ourselves. And this is where creative inspiration is, right? It's outside of ourselves. So very seldomly do I have an idea that is completely generated from my inner cockles. Mm, that sounds gross. Okay, but I'm going with it because I've already said it. So inner cockles it is. <laughs> um, well, it's the world around us. The relationships we have, the experiences in the world, the overheard conversations, these are the things that inspire us to make things. But if we are so inside of our heads, if we, if we can't be inspired because, by the world around us and outside of us, then our creativity suffers. So gratitude is not always natural. So I'm going to raise my hand here and tell you that I was not born with a gratitude spirit <laughs> or a gratitude attitude, as Joy likes to say. <laughs> So I know, like, if this is you, if you are this person, I am this person too. We are friends. We are sisters. Okay. <laughs> so I have to actively practice the gratitude mindset every day. And I do not always get it right, guys. Sometimes I fail miserably, super, super miserably. <laughs> okay. Um, but when I feel myself spiral, I have to stop the rat race figure out where it went wrong and reset. So I have to ask myself questions like, what is important to me? Why am I really upset? Because it's generally not the, the thing that I'm focusing on that I'm just rolling over in my head over and over again. There's some sort of deeper foundational level of the reason why I'm upset. Um, is it worth the anxiety and the stress and then in the depression that I feel coming on is it worth all of it and if it is worth all of that like where is the breakdown of communication that happened with me 
in order for this to, to cause all of this struggle? Um, what do I need to pray about? Like, do I need counsel from a friend or from a professional? Like, these are questions that I have to ask myself. Um, if it isn't worth it, how can I forgive and how can I let it go? So those are some things that help me get through like a bombarding negative thought situation with gratitude right along the way, <laughs> so right in there too. So the great thing about this whole gratitude to contentment thing is that it doesn't stop there. Not only does it revive our lost creativity, but it can also enhance our creativity and go beyond where we even were and what we were trying to get back to by practicing gratitude. So it makes us more creative. When we're not wading through the molasses ocean of discontentment, I feel like I might need to trademark that. The molasses ocean of discontent. Like that can be some sort of epic setting, right? No? No. <laughs> She's like, nee. no, I'm thinking like, I'm thinking of Pilgrim's Progress and like, you know, all of that John Bunyan's allegory. <laughs> but no, none of them had to go through a molasses ocean, though. Not even Odysseus. It's like the Southern epic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you no, should like, write that. <laughs> I think somebody did already. It's like, oh, brother, we're oh, brother, we're art thou. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's get back to our molasses ocean. When we're not waiting in our molasses ocean of discontent, we will be filled with much needed energy and excitement, which allows us to give our all to the various areas of our lives, including our creativity. You are so right. And this is something that I've seen play out in my life many times. It really all begins with that attitude of gratitude. <laughs> So when I look around and think of others and focus on things outside of my own crazy brain, um, when I think about ways that I can help others, things like that, I can't help but be more cheerful and more optimistic. I'm more energized, I'm more alert and ready to go, I'm more focused, and I find true contentment and joy in whatever I'm working on. So a couple of years ago, I wrote a post about this type of mindset shift and the power it has. I had been going through a pretty big pity party slog <laughs> where I viewed every aspect of my life, teaching, parenting, wifing, business, etc., as things I had to do. Well, with a few simple words to some fellow writer friends one day, May included, I had an epiphany. All I said to them was, I get to write tonight. Simple, simple little statement, right? But that three-letter word, get, really caught me. I realized that everything in my life was a get-to. So I changed the way that I looked at the dishes and the grading and the everything. And instead of saying, I have to, I learned to say, I get to. Now, I don't do this all the time, <laughs> okay? So don't be thinking that I'm like this happy whatever person all the time. I am so not. So, so not. So just so we clear the air on that one. <laughs> I, I do definitely see the difference, though. When I have this mindset instead of the have to, the get to, that really makes a huge difference. Yeah, time and time and again in my life, I've seen this, you know, when I felt completely discontent, um, 
most of the time it stemmed from staring inside myself and bemoaning the unfairness of life toward pretty princess me, right? <laughs> like that's where that discontent really comes in. So when I'm focusing on others instead, that's where our focus is instead of on ourselves and what we want, then we don't have time left to feel sorry for ourselves. Um, also, when I'm teaching writing or helping a friend brainstorm for their work, I always end up feeling far more energized and creatively amplified. So after teaching those teen writing workshops for my local library this last couple of months, I was raring to go create something of my own. You know, it's just one of those things that when you're focused on someone else outside of yourself, you just get that excitement and that energy um, that you don't when you're just focused on yourself and whatever you could possibly be upset about in the moment. Yeah. I think it's important to keep your motivations in check though, because if your motivation for practicing this gratitude and focusing on other people is to um, hide the thing that you really need to deal with mm -hmm. and these, you know, these, it, there's really something that you need to, you know, pick apart and deal with and, and, and handle. Um, don't use gratitude as some sort of distraction mechanism. Don't use helping other people as a distraction mechanism. We've got to be really self, self-aware of what's happening here because gratitude only works when it comes from a heart that is ready to give gratitude. Um, if there's another motivation that is, is the foundation and is, is spurring on this gratitude and you're just, really trying to not feel sad and you're not dealing with the actual problems, then gratitude's not going to work, my friend. And I'm very sorry about that, but it's true. And, uh, and so yes, and, and self-pity is definitely one of those things that gratitude can help you get through. But sometimes the things that you're sad about is not necessarily of your own making. There are people who pass away. There are things that happen to us that are, are what we feel is undeserved. Um, there are things that happen to us that we didn't expect to happen, that are these really shocking, surprising things that really um, injure us to the core. And yes, gratitude can help us here as well, but it also has to come with really good self-reflection and a really good, um, a really good support system, whether it's your family, your friends, or a professional to come in and help you too. So yes, gratitude is a part of that, but sometimes you might need a little bit more than that, if especially if it's something that is outside of your control. Good point. And now, <laughs> in the spirit of Thanksgiving, we thought it would be really fun to share our top 10 thanks lists. And I probably should have like done something a little happier before I introduced the top 10 thanks list. But this is what we have, my friends. Let's just be thankful for it. <laughs> there we go. So I'm going from number 10 to number one. So this is kind of like a least important thing to a most important thing. We're going to ramp up to the big one. Okay. Uh, these are just some of the ones that popped into my head uh, just while I was preparing for this episode. And I feel like there are more that I'm missing, but Joy only let me put 10 down, so I'm only going to put <laughs> Bl 10. Blame it on me. <laughs> I am. <laughs> she, wanted to, she wanted to alliterate. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know me. You know me. <laughs> so here we go. The, or the number 10 thing that I'm thankful for. 
are shoes that are cute and comfortable. Some ones that I can wear all day long and still feel really cute in. So there's a, a brand of shoes called Earth that just look really cute on my feet. It has a really nice substantial heel on it, but I can still wear heels. And I do not have foot fatigue at the end of the day. And I, when you're on your feet for 10 hours a day, that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> Number nine. I am thankful for weather in the 60s and the low 70s accompanied with breezes, particularly. Number eight. I am so, so thankful for people who are outside of my family and in my community, my church community and my regular community at the schools that they, my kids go to at the YMCA. They stay in after school care and that sort of thing. But there's so many people who love my kids well and who are not me. <laughs> so... And I'm so thankful for that because they get to feel loved even when they're away from me and they get to grow inside of that love and feel comfortable and safe inside of that love. And I'm, it's just a big deal. And it's probably a bigger deal than my number seven. So I probably should have flip flopped these, but here we are. Number seven, my back porch. It's my favorite place. <laughs> it's an amazing place. <laughs> number six, I have kitty cats whom I love. And the top one, I know I shouldn't have favorites, but I do with my cats, not with my kids, but my cats I do. Uh, my top favorite is my cat Shim. Mm. And uh, we call her Shimmy. And she is one of my favorites. And she just loves to be petted. She doesn't like to be held, but she likes to be petted. And so every once in a while, she'll sometimes crawl up in the hammock with me and lay on my chest and I'll just pet her and pet her and pet her. And it's just so cathartic and sweet. And I love her and I've had her for years and years. Number five, I am super grateful for extended family who want to hang out with us because not all extended family wants to hang out with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, number four, I am super grateful for Clay and Cole's teachers this year. Mm -hmm. So my kids are in public school and this year I have not had to wonder if my kids are getting the education that they need. And that was not necessarily the case last year. So, so I've had both sides of it and I am so, so thankful that my kids teachers this year are on point. Number three, I am thankful for friends who love me even when, or maybe especially when I feel a little insane. <laughs> so, so these are the ride or die people, you know, this is like Joy, this is um, like Maggie, my friend from college, it's like my cousin who's also like my sister and, my, and she's my friend, like Amy. Um, these are the people who, who there's not, a, there's not a ton, there's like a handful of them who are just my ride or die people. They're there for me. And number two, we're getting really close to number one. Are you wondering what it is? <laughs> No, you're not, are you? We're through here. <laughs> uh, number two uh, is I'm so, so grateful for my husband and for my kids who love me unconditionally, whom I love unconditionally, who I have in my life every single day, who bring me joy, who brings my heart um, wonder and curiosity and excitement and who have even revived some of those things that I had lost in adulthood. Um, and they're back. They're back now because of these wonderful, beautiful people. And finally, the big whopper, <laughs> number one. <laughs> 
So you guys know that I've been going through this really crazy professional transition and every step of the way I have felt, um, I have felt Christ's faithfulness and his, um, his equipping me for, you know, this, the task ahead. I really, really feel, felt like he is the one who wanted me to take this position. And even if it's not, even if I heard it wrong, you know, even if I translated the Holy Spirit wrong, you know, this is the situation that I'm in now. And he's promised in the Bible to make the situations that we're in turn you know, you to use them for good for the people who love him. Right. And I, and I so do love him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so even if I made that big mistake, he has promised to walk through this with me and use it for good. And in that is the biggest thing that I'm grateful for. That's a great list. Great, great list. So I I did mine too, my top 10 thanks list, and I kind of did it in the other direction. So I'm going to go from the top down. So my number one was God's saving grace. Okay, just, I mean, hey, wouldn't be here without it. So that is definitely number one for me. Second is my family who loves me despite my selfishness <laughs> and all my crazy issues. Um, my third are words, lovely, ceaseless words, and the stories they weave themselves into. Oh, man. <laughs> you can't I steal your mine. list, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, wrote, I promised myself I would write my list and, and not read Joy's list. <laughs> Because I didn't want to like steal ideas from her, but I should have stolen that one. <laughs> you can have it. I'll let you have eleven. We can. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so number four are opportunities to share my gifts and talents with others. Um, number five, a writing community who encourages me and strengthens me when the inner turmoil tends to overwhelm. So very thankful for May and for my entire writing community. The next one is <laughs> inspiration. <laughs> it comes and goes and such, but sometimes it shows up in pretty cool ways. My next one are friends who support and love me even when we don't see each other often or have the time together that we'd like. Like you mentioned, you know, I have those people that don't get to see each other very often, but hey, they're your ride or die people, like you said. Pretty amazing. All right, so up next, my fluffy, stinky, fuzzy, wuzzy puppies and cat. Because they're wonderful, and I love them. And they do stink, but I love them anyway. <laughs> Ninth are daily chances to learn something new. I love to learn new things. I like the fact that we can be life time learners. That's a pretty cool thing. And then 10th, everything I get to do. <laughs> so that kind of rounds out my list. And then how about we do a collective QWERTY thanks? Eh? Oh yeah, let's do that. So for our collective QWERTY thanks, May and I would like to thank each and every one of you who are listening to this, whether you're listening um, on your favorite podcast portal, or you are watching us on YouTube, or however you are listening, we want you to know we are so thankful 
for you and for the fact that you're just here. And it's incredible to us because we have now hit in our two seasons, well, one and a half seasons or so, we have passed over the 6,000 download mark, which is just incredible to us. So we know you guys are out there. We know you're listening and that really means the world to us. We would love to hear from you. Like drop us a line, you know, in our show notes, we always put our email address. Um, we all usually say it on most of the episodes too, but you can find us on social media, wherever, and just drop us a line. Let us know what's up with you, what, what things are going on. What are you thankful for? We'd love to hear about that. And also if you just have a moment, if you would leave us a little review wherever you listen or watch and you don't even have to write words. It's okay. You can just click those little stars or whatever. (laughs) And we would really appreciate that. And we just want to know what you have enjoyed from some of the things that we've talked about. And we'd also love to know what you would like to hear more of. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you so much. It's so nice to know that we're not just speaking to avoid rolling back around to the conversation. um, There is science that backs up what we're saying in this episode is, uh, and you don't have to take our word for it. In fact, like this is a real thing. So just do some Googling, look up some articles and things and really, you know, make up your own mind about this and see if it's something that you want to try in the show notes. We will share the link to Joy's post that she mentioned, but we will also share a few links to articles that might further inspire you. These articles will give you other tips for implementing this attitude of gratitude in your own lives in order to amplify your creativity. And before we sign off for another week, let's do a Cordy challenge. That sounds great. So here we go. We encourage you to make your own top 10 thanks lists and then share them with us. Also, perhaps a wee bit of introspection is in order for you. (laughs) Have you been too inward looking? Are you feeling creatively dry and drained? Could it be because you need an attitude of gratitude to spark your creative contentment and energize your own creative output? If so, journal about it, talk it through with a friend or partner, make intentional strides this week to look away from yourself and give thanks. We hope you guys have a great week. And go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think pretty writing life is the bomb? May, you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Cordy Writing Life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting partywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you.